0: Good morning. Welcome to River Hills. Thank you. It is so good to be here. I am found I am yours I am loved I'm made pure I have life I can breathe I am here I am free Cause you are strong You are sure You are alive you and you and you are
1: is true. Thank you guys. That was so beautiful. Here's my life. Here's my heart. Speak what is true. I love that. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to River Hills Church. Got a bunch of people in the house this morning. So good to see each of you. Welcome also to our friends watching from home. You are part of the community. You are you are part of River Hills even if you're watching from Germany or Japan or California Missouri and Arizona we know you're out there you're part of this family we welcome you y'all can be seated I'm David Michael I'm on the staff here at River Hills and my wife and I've been coming here for about three years now we really love this thriving community Uh just uh, yesterday, had a bunch of folks come out to the farm and help scrape one of the old barns and get it ready for painting. And I was just so thankful to have a, a team of brothers who would just show up at your place and do something for you. I really appreciate the community that we have here. If you're uh, doing this River Hills thing, we, we'd really like to get to know you better. And If you've never filled out a Connect card and you're in the house, please uh, fill one out there over by the door. If you're online, you can go to the Pulse and you can uh, click on New Here and fill in the form and let us know a little bit more about you. We also very much appreciate the participation in our small groups, and we have some fantastic small groups going on right now. Don't let the, the one about emotionally healthy women freak you out. I'll tell you, my wife is reading me that book in the car. We drove up to up to Rhinelander and back on Friday, I think it was, and man, there's some fantastic content in there, and it's actually written by a pastor on behalf of his wife, and so it's really, really cool stuff, so... Looking to plug in, uh, do get involved in our small groups. This is a very special Sunday, not just because we have the Acres playing, and that is a very special time for us. We are so (laughs) appreciate having them back in the house and bringing their worship, hearts, and talent to bear upon this moment. Uh, But this is also Vision Sunday. Dennis has some exciting content for us. He's going to also speak what is true. Amen, Dennis? You want to open in prayer you want me to? Hey, God, we love you. We thank you for your power at work in our lives. We thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. We thank you for this place and this time. We are, we are worshiping you from this place at this time for the first time ever. And So we give you this precious moment. We ask you to inspire our pastor, fill him with wisdom, help us to open our hearts and listen and to hear what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, good morning. And
2: those of you who are at home, uh, or maybe you're in your car, maybe you're at work, wherever you might be, maybe it's today, maybe it's a month from now, just welcome. And uh, I pray this morning that you take away uh, why, why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, in The Pulse this morning, it, uh, it states this, we're going to talk this morning about why we're here, why we do what we do, and why we care otherwise known as uh, Vision Sunday. And the reason we do this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, i got some uh, got something going on here. The reason we, we do this is because we, we, we want to receive God's vision for doing what we do. You know, it's really easy just to come up with reasons for doing things on our own. But we, we want God's vision as a church, and we want to be able to drink that vision in, and one of the, one of the principles that we've learned here as leaders, is that. Uh, that there are things that can happen. You know, there are things that can happen, and every time those things happen, let's say uh, we're we're concerned about an issue between some people in the church. What happens is we we get we get concerned. Uh, with that, and the vision that we had can can sometimes wane away, or maybe we're concerned with the paint on the wall, and as a result, you know we, we we get concerned about something maybe that doesn't matter too much or what about have you noticed that 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 pothole in the asphalt when you come in? you know that can be kind of annoying, can't it? and you know what what, what can happen is that that vision leaks, and we 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 have this 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 vision from God about about being a church, but unless we can keep on filling, you know, and I I can fill, I can fill even despite those leaks. Those leaks are always going to happen, but I I can just keep on filling. And so we need to do this. And frankly, over the course of this last year, uh, doing the love this story. Excuse me for one. Doing the, the Love This Story series, don't drink out of that, doing the, the Love This Story series is that we've had 53 Sundays in a row where we haven't been able to talk about this. And one of the fears that I have as as our pastor, our pastor, can I be a pastor to myself? No, as your pastor is, is that maybe some of this has, has leaked away and maybe we think that that all we're about as, as Jesus gathered people, which is what the church means, that, that word means gathered, where Jesus gathered people. If, if, if we get the idea that all we're about is, is knowledge, then we've kind of missed the boat. If all we get is that We're supposed to have knowledge of of this book, which is very important. Don't get me wrong. Knowledge of, of this story is very important. That's why we gave a year to it. That's why we gave 53 Sundays to it. But if that's where it stops, let me tell you this. I know people who have a lot of knowledge of this book who are scoundrels. I know people who have a lot of knowledge of this book who do some horrific things and who are not in community with other Christ followers, which is what Jesus called us to do and to be. And so this morning, what I want to do is, is kind of bring us back to uh, where, where we're at as a church. One of the principles that, um, that we acknowledge from the very beginning of River Hills was that it's really easy... For, for religion to kind of take over. And so before we get into that, though, I want to uh, just ask God's guidance on my speaking, our thinking, and ask for his heart for who we are as his people. Lord God, we, we thank you for the privilege of, uh, of being called a church and yet, uh, we know that that word carries a lot of baggage for uh, a lot of people, maybe even most people, and not good baggage. So God, this morning, I would ask that your Holy Spirit would intervene and your Holy Spirit would remind us of, of why we do what we do and, and why, why we should care about it. And so God, this morning, just speak through this broken, messed up guy who has been touched by your spirit. Who has been redeemed by your grace, and who stands here, uh, not because of anything that he does, but because of your call on his life. And God, speak to our hearts and our minds and our wills this morning, and make us more into the people you've called us to be. And we pray that in Jesus' name, Amen. As a church, um, I've been burned. Uh, I, I, I should say, as an individual. I've been burned multiple times in my life uh, by religion. And so when we started this church, we came up with this phrase, when you've given up on religion but not on God, there is river hills. And by that, I simply mean that religion is is our attempt to reach up to God. And my understanding of, of the story of this book is that God made the choice to reach down to us and to pull us up. And the problem with, with our reaching is uh, if, 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 we, if we're doing this on our own, I might be reaching over here, I might be reaching over here, I might be reaching over here, I might be reaching over there. It's a little bit like what happens if you're flying in a plane. We have a, a gyro pilot over here. Um, but there, there's a phenomena that when you are flying in, in clouds, you can lose all spatial reference. And you can suddenly find yourself inverted. And so reaching up is actually reaching down. And the problem with religion is that it reaches in all these different directions. But God has assured us that he is reaching for us and we reach for his hand. That's, that's the big story that, uh, that I've, I've gotten into. And the passage that we're going to read this morning uh, is going to remind us that when religiosity trumps love, there's a problem. In three decades of ministry, I've learned that principle. When religiosity trumps love, there is a problem. And let me be so bold as to say when doctrine trumps love. There is a problem. in our small group uh, that just started, it's on, on Bonhoeffer, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, the, the martyr of the 20th century who stood up against Hitler and the, the Third Reich. And the, the thing that, that we spoke about this last Wednesday was we, we, we asked ourselves a, a question. Is there, is there anything that would exclude you from God's love? Is there any doctrinal issue that would exclude you from God's love? And you know, in, in a lot of religious circles, there are all kinds of doctrinal issues which will exclude you from, from certain groups. And what we've and what we're asking ourselves in, in this small group is what are those issues that are critical? What are the, the, those those issues? which are defining for us. But this is one of them. When religiosity trumps love, there is a problem. That's why Diedrich Bonhoeffer would go on to say that what it means to be a gathering of Christ followers is what he calls religionless Christianity. That we as Christ followers need to strive for a religionless Christianity. Well, then you say, well, what the heck are we doing? And you know, why why are we why do we even bother? Can't we just do this? Uh, can't we just do this from home? And last week we we saw something as we wrapped up with the one-minute bible and the love this story. We we saw two two circles. Remember, I used I used hula hoops, but this morning I'm gonna use paper plates. And when Jesus prayed. He began by saying, and when he taught his followers to pray, "Our Father, why don't you say this with me? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or holy be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, on as it is in." And Genesis chapter one verse one uh, reemphasizes those two spiritual places. What are they? Earth and heaven the kingdom of earth and the kingdom of heaven. And we saw last week that when God created, it was like this. It was meant to be like this. But then Adam and Eve uh, decided to, to, to go their own way, just like every single one of us has decided to go their own way. And when we start to go our own way, these that, 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 that connection was ultimately ruptured. Remember this from, from last week? And when when Jesus teaches us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, what we're praying is that these two things will once again begin to overlap and to ultimately coincide. And so I I, I discovered something really cool this week as I was thinking about this illustration. I'm like, man, I want to share that. Uh, Let me show you what I discovered this week. I discovered that I cannot do this. I tried. And then I was told it was too small for the size of my belly. I thought that was rather crude. But they said, no, 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 that's a child size. You need an adult size. It wasn't about your belly. So anyway... So we, we have these two things, and this is what, what, the, what the church with a capital C is all about. We're, we're about trying to make God's will happen on earth. Because where are, are we? We're, we're here, but actually we're citizens of here. When we become Christ followers, we're saying, my hope isn't here. My hope is here. And so our, citizen, we, we, our citizenship is transferred Instead of being earth dwellers, we're we're, we're now now citizens of the kingdom. But we're still here. We're like resident aliens. We have green cards. All all of us have green cards. We're we're, we're here. And what we're trying to do is be great ambassadors of here, right? And so as I I sketch this on a piece of paper, I'm like, oh, look at this. Kingdom of earth. kingdom of heaven earth heaven religion reaches all these different directions heaven is reaching in this direction okay but now i want to show you something this overlap this overlap is where we live right we're citizens of here but we're resident aliens here and so I took a colored pen, and I circled this, but then I decided, I'm going to extend that, because look what happens, and some of you will know what this symbol is. You know what that symbol is? It's the symbol called ichthus, which is spelled like this. Oops. Sorry. Disregard that. I don't have an eraser. Ichthus. And Ichthus was just an acronym, the initials of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And early Christians would use this as a self-identifier. If they had tattoos in those days, they'd get a tattoo, but most often they would sit there and they would draw it in the sand when they were talking with someone, just kind of kicking the sand around, and they'd identify themselves as a believer. See? Isn't that cool? That I don't, this isn't where it came from originally, I don't think, but look at that. This is where we live. This is the church with a capital C, all right? And we're we're right here. Another church is right over here. You see, these are all the local church. But unfortunately, really, to be honest, they're like this. Some of us have feet in both worlds. Some of us are firmly planted over there. Some of us are firmly planted over there because Frankly, the earthly church is a place where people hang out. And that's cool. People sometimes need to belong before they believe. And they need to belong before they'll commit. And Jesus makes that eminently clear. He didn't have any doctrinal tests for Peter when he called him to come and follow him. He didn't have any doctrinal tests for Judas when he called him and called him to follow him. You see? So, anyway, that's kind of the theology, if you will, behind what we're doing and why we do it. But this morning, beyond that theology, I want to, uh, you know what, I actually skipped a slide, but that's all right. I want to read to you a passage from Ephesians chapter 3. If you have a Bible, I'm going to be reading to you from Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 7. If you want a biblical basis for why we do what we do and why you should care, Paul, as a Christ follower, trying to to figure out the teachings of Jesus and apply it to the first century culture, Greco-Roman culture in which he lived, He's talking to this group of people who live in this town. He fell in love with these people. They fell in love with him. The town was Ephesus. And when when he said, you know what, my time's up, i got to move on, they all wept together. That's how much they cared for each other. And he writes this, I became a servant of this good news by the gift of God's grace given me through through the working of his power. Although I'm much... I am less than the least of all of God's people. This grace was given to me to preach to the the Gentiles, that is the non-Jews, the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was was kept hidden in God who created all things. So he's saying this this understanding of, of what God is like was hidden from people here. And now he has this privilege of being a Christ follower, trying to interpret this for these people. You follow me? His intent was that was now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. That verse blew me away. I've never read and understood that verse before. I've always blown through this this passage without fully understanding. Let me me explain this. His His intent was that now, through the church, right here, this overlap, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Let me explain that to you. The rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms... Theologians have debated this: either it's angels or it's demons, or it's both. The purpose of the church, the purpose of us—it's not just about this world. I—I I was blown. I was totally blown away by this. But the way we relate to each other will be a story that the angels will revel in. It will be a story that the demons will will shudder at. It's our privilege to, to teach them how the grace of heaven will impact the people and the kingdom of this world. Does that blow you away like it blows away me? I mean, I thought it was God's deal to do that and in part it is you see this stuff has totally changed my understanding of things like hell i mean our, our understanding of hell is basically comes from dante but if you read the book of job who's in god's presence in the book of job satan the accuser is in god's presence that is, he's in the heavenly realms. And we saw just a couple of weeks ago that in the book of Revelation, the gates of heaven are open. And who's right outside the gates? People who refuse. And they're simply looking in and they're missing the party. You you, you follow me? And this stuff is blowing me away. I've been in this book for a long time and I'm still learning. Isn't that cool? one of the privileges of the church is to teach principalities and powers of the grace of God by the way we act toward one another. Let's keep going. According to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God. We may approach, because of this overlap, we may approach God With freedom and confidence, and I ask you, therefore, don't be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. And for this reason, Paul says, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. So his family here, angels and on earth, inside of this circle, inside of the fish, derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he might strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp. How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the, fill, of all the fullness of God. Now, let me say how that has revolutionized my thinking. I grew up in a church that said, that Our purpose is to know Christ and to make Him known. What does the word know connote? What does the word know denote? <laughs> What does the word no mean? Where where, where is it? In my body, where is the word no? Tell me when to stop. There? I mean, is it in the groin? Is it in the stomach? Is it in the heart? Is it in the head? I dare say that most churches believe that it's, a lot of churches believe that it's here. But I want you to see the language that this Greco-Roman scholar is saying. I pray that you, being rooted and established in knowledge, that's verse verse, eight, uh, verse 17, I pray that you, being rooted and established in what? Is it knowledge? No, it says you, being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and high and deep is the love of is the what the love of Christ not the knowledge of Christ and oh oh there it is pastor verse 19 you skip this and to know there it is it's to know what does it say to know the love to know the love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The fullness of God does not come through head knowledge. The fullness of God comes through the hard and dirty work, the messy work of loving each other. <laughs> we, were, we were at dinner with some, uh, some dear friends and uh, we're, we're sitting there and the guy next to me says, I, I, I just need to say that, that my, my wife has a fetish about about hair in the ears, and um, and he turned to me and he said, "Man, you're really growing it in there, buddy." I'm like, I, I think we were celebrating Easter at the time, you know. So I just want to share that you know I-, I I do this, all right? And now I could have taken offense at this. I mean, the other day, my, my wife even said, will you trim your nose hairs because they're starting to, to intermingle with your mustache. You know, so... Um, now, let, let, let me just say that... Let me just say that love triumphs over all. Because I knew that that humor, which not too long ago I probably would have taken offense at, I was able just to laugh with it you know love that's what we're called to do that's a trivial and a fun example but there are all kinds of examples but now what i want to do right now did i did i just click that has that been up there for a long time oh i'm sorry oh well larry come on up here let's give a hand to larry I was wondering why Larry was sitting on the edge of his seat for the past like ten minutes. Just waiting to be called. Just waiting to be called. Larry, you wanna stand or you wanna sit?
3: I'll stand. Oh, okay. Well then forget I'm these. To get up after I yeah, I know I know how that's
2: feeling. <laughs> Larry, welcome. Thank you. And right. welcome to River Hills Church. You started, the, you started attending here, what, maybe two months ago? Something like that? Yeah, yeah maybe three months. But then I think you told me that you were, you were online before that.
3: Yes, I started online. Well, I knew you for many years in meeting in the coffee shop. And I got to talk to you. And uh, I thought, boy, he's a pretty nice guy. And shared a little religion. And I got interested. And I never missed one of your online things on Sunday. And that started my introduction to River Hills Church. Let's let, let's back up a little bit. Where, where are you from? I'm from Chicago area. Oh, geez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Bears. Me too. Me too. By the way. <laughs> anyway. And, and, and we we won't say what Wisconsinites call people from <laughs> Illinois. I know. But it's look not it up. Proper in church. But there are a few of us who know we've been called that. Even our children have been called that. Anyway. I know. I know.
3: Well, anyway, I went to uh, religious school for 18 years of my life. And then came to Sauk Prairie and I looked back at it and uh, I, well, I joined joined the church in Sauk Prairie and uh, I got involved with the Sauk Prairie Ecumenical Council and, you know, when I look at it, it was a time in my life that was a, you're uphill climbing and I looked at joining a church, not for the glory of God, but for the same reason I would join Service clubs, get your name out in the community. Do Mm -hmm. this and do Mm -hmm. that. It was the wrong reason. When I look back at it, I was not doing it to glorify God. I was doing it to advance myself. So um, after a while, uh, for some things that happened in my church, I thought were pretty hypocritical, and that's one thing that really bothers me is hypocrisy. I thought, you know what? I've had it. Forget about it. And kind of like threw the baby out with the bathwater, and uh, I decided I'm just not gonna worry about it. So for several years, uh, although I believed in God, I didn't believe in religion.
2: So I, I got to say that I remember when when I met you, you uh, you were a practicing dentist at the time, right? And you I you came across to me as somewhere between an agnostic. And an atheist. Probably more toward the agnostic side, saying, you know what, I'm I'm just kinda done. We, we we can't know, everything's messed up. I'm done.
3: In a way. I still believed in treating other people as I would want to be treated. You know, one of the yep. love your yep. neighbors yourself type things. But at the same time I wasn't I didn't know I didn't know God Jesus personally. I had no concept of a personal relationship with Jesus. And uh, when I did come to, re- start coming and watching on the video and start coming to church, um, I started to learn about the perso- personal Jesus, what he was really like and what he was saying. And it changed my life. Um, I have to say I, had, I, I, I came to church because my son and daughter-in-law started coming in to church. And I thought, wow, if they would come to this church, you know, I've been trying to, you know, tried to teach my son religion all his life, and Mm -hmm. he's kind of like, eh, whatever. But uh, they started coming to this church, and they they drew me here. So once I got here, I found it. How do you describe a feeling? But you come in here, and you have a feeling that, wow, I'm welcome here. I'm looking forward to it. I love the people here. And uh, it's it's just been a blessing to me.
2: Larry, thanks for sharing your story. You're welcome. And... Turn around. Uh-oh. Larry is why we're here. Larry is why we do what we do. I mean, part of, in part, right? Right? I mean, obviously not, not totally, but but when, when we experience Christ's love in our own lives, and we, we experience what's important, I mean... Every time I walked into the Blue Spoon, Larry was sitting there at the Romeo table. Real, uh, r- r- Romeo is R-O-M-E-O, so real old men eating out, right? And he was, there was a table of eight, and that went down from eight to seven to six to five. And uh, we, we've had conversations about all kinds of topics uh, th- over the years. But you, you see, it was, it was a, the joint effort of those guys who would meet on Tuesdays at, at the Blue Spoon as well, and Larry just being able to see that stuff. But Larry, he's, he's why we're here. And there, there are Larrys all over this community. There are Larrys watching today. There are Larrys watching today. And all of them drives me to this. Why we're here is to continue to gather a community of Christ followers who place Jesus' love above all else. Will you say that with me? We're here to continue to gather a community of Christ followers who place Jesus' love above all else. We met Larry. I'd like you to meet Jay. Jay asked us to to pray for him last night at 1020, okay? I've never met Jay in my life. He says this, we don't know each other, but as believers, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm reaching out today to ask, would you please be in prayer for my marriage? We've been separated for over two years and I've caused a lot of damage to our marriage and pain to my wife. I made a lot of changes over the last year and I'm asking for healing for my wife from past behaviors of mine and the fear that she has. Also, for the restoration of the marriage, I'd trade my life for hers if it would heal her. Also, if you could pass this along to the elders and pastors and any prayer chain and the whole congregation, I want to flood the gates of heaven with prayer. I truly believe in the power of prayer. Please pray. Please feel free to contact me if you like. Thank you. And he gave me permission to share that with you. And Jay, whose name I'm not just saying in total uh, today, We're going to pray for you right now. Lord God, we pray for this gentleman who uh, has come to experience your love in his life and he realized that your love uh, was more than anything he'd ever experienced in his own. And he's come to realize that the love that he showed his wife was not really love at all. But he made a commitment and maybe... There's a wellspring of love that you have created in his in his life and in his heart, and God, we pray for uh, the restoration of that relationship, if that's possible. And God, we pray for healing for for his bride. We'd pray for healing for their relationship and any wrongs that uh, that they've gone through. God, we we pray for fixing those things and and forgiveness being extended. But God, we want to be faithful to this gentleman who's reached out to us as a part of our online church. And we raise him up to you in Jesus' name and all those who agreed said, Amen. You see, that's why we're here. This online thing I never expected to be doing this a year ago. And here's Phil from Torrance, California. I'm not, I'm not showing the whole thing, but he says, please pray for my mom Lorraine's salvation and pray for her healing. She lost her hearing, and I'm not going to go on because there's too, too many self-identifiers there. But would you remember to pray for Phil this week? I've asked the prayer team to, to pray for Phil this week. Lord God, we lift Phil up to you and we pray for, for his mom. We pray that she would come to know the love of Jesus in her life and that Phil would reflect that just as a perfect mirror. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. You see, these are why we're here. Phil and Jay, and as I thought about what we just read, I I said, no, 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 you know what? Our purpose isn't to gather a community. Our purpose is to gather communities of Christ followers who place Jesus' love above all else. Every small group that we have in this church is its own little community. And we're we're doing this online thing. We've started a a new community. And this group right here is a community. And 930 is another community. And we we need to be thinking that that there there are so many Larrys and Phils and Jays that God is calling us to extend this love to. And you know what it is? It's when someone has offended us to be able to dig into Jesus' love and to forgive them. That's why we're starting a new series next Sunday, four Sundays where we're talking about forgiveness. Let It Go is the name of that series. How do you do that? How do you do that with the small things, like when someone disses you on Facebook? How do you do that with the big things in your life? What about if you think that God is the one who has cause the offense in your life how do you forgive God and how do you forgive yourself that's what we're going to be looking at over the next four weeks because that's at the heart of loving the only reason we can stick together and I love this church because we are so diverse I love the fact that we can have libertarians and Green Party and and Democrats and a few Republicans Actually, we have a lot of Republicans, don't we? But you know what? I love it. Because that's what it means to be the church. And when when churches are monochromatic socioeconomically, when churches are monochromatic in in culture and in race, when churches are monochromatic in, in politics, when churches are monochromatic in doctrine, for crying out loud, that is not the church. That isn't. It's religion. Because the only way we're going to be monochromatic in doctrine is if we force people to believe certain things. How many of you wrestle with, you know, what does what, Jesus return about? Does anybody wrestle with that? Can you imagine if we made you, like, like some churches do, sign a doctrinal statement saying, This is what you believe? It's one of the reasons I left a uh, denomination that I left. Because I just got sick and tired of it. Here are 18 things you have to affirm. Well, I can affirm like three of them the ones that matter. God sent his son into the world to show his love. And he called us to follow him. And you know you know what? Just about all the rest of the details, they're in his control. They're in his control. So the question is, and I'm going to try and do this really, really fast because we don't have much time. How do we do this? Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 7 and 11 through 16, and I'll give you the, the executive summary. It's this. God called certain people for some reason... Uh, to lead within the church. I have no idea why he called me to do this. But my job is not to do what the church is supposed to do. My job is to equip leaders to do those things. And that every one of us are ministers to one another. And that this whole beautiful, messy thing is going to work when we all find our place within that kingdom called the church, which is trying to bring this over to this. And so a couple of things you're going to see here in the next uh, few weeks. How many of you like Batman? Oh, yeah. I love the Batmobile. Anyway, yeah, you, you hit him. I mean, he likes Batman. Um, one of the things that we need to do is uh, re- re-institute the bat team because we've, we've learned over the course of this past year that what our... I mean, our facility has been great, and it's a gift of God, and this property is a gift from God, and it's miraculous that we have it. But there are some things that we need to do to improve upon it. And you can see where we are. You can see the buildings that are around us. But one of the things we need to do is we need to figure out parking. We need to figure out space. And I'll tell you this, the lead team of this church got beleaguered in the past by trying to figure out how to get this space, but we needed this space. And so we did gave ourselves to that wholeheartedly for about two and a half, three years to get here. But the BAT team stands for the Business Administration Team, and uh, we are reformulating that because the BAT team, the Business Administration Team, will help do feasibility studies on, on things like that that will help us to manage the business of the church so that I don't have to worry about that stuff, so that I can do the job of being a pastor, and growing up other leaders. And we're also pulling back together the lead team, because frankly, after those three years of getting uh, this building, uh, I'll confess that I burned out the lead team, because this was a monumental effort. And once we got here, we didn't have the next thing on the agenda, and it was like, good, we're done. And so over the last uh, few years, we have been staff-led, and I thank God for, for Chris Haig and for Chris Sandler. Chris Sandler, who is, uh, who is quarantining together with his family today. Keep him in prayer. Um, and David Michael and myself, we, we, we've been a staff-led church. But the staff has to be able to lead as, as well in their respective areas. The staff is not to do, the staff is to lead and to train up leaders. And so the lead team will help us to do that those are just a few of the things about what we're going to be doing in this year 2021 the year of growth say that with me again the year of growth and what we're all about is to gather communities of Christ followers who place Jesus love above all else and you might say oh Jesus love here we go again but I'll tell you this if there's anything that I know so that every single day, it takes work to love. Because the person inside here, broken and messed up me, wants to do it my way. Broken and messed up me wants to assert my will. Broken and messed up me wants to hold the grudge rather than let it go. And so every day, it's work to be able to do that. But... When we do it, it's a beautiful thing. Isn't it, Larry? When we do it, it's a beautiful thing. Isn't it, church? Yes. When we do it, it's a beautiful thing. And let's commit ourselves to it afresh. Lord God, we uh, we thank you for the beauty of this uh, messy thing called the church. And God, I thank you for the the woman who's stepping onto the platform right now because she made a sign that's in my office and it says, broken and messed up, sure. Loved and adored, absolutely. And God, I I thank you that Amber uh, reminds me of that so frequently that we can talk about the condition of what we look like in the kingdoms of this world, broken and messed up but that you, the King of heaven, has reached down and loved us so much that you showed yourself to us in Jesus. That whoever, whoever would reach up to your hand, extended down to us, whoever would do that, you would in no wise cast out. But you would say, here, I love you. Follow me. God, thank you for the privilege of being the church. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I love you, Lord. For your mercy, it never fails me. All my days, I've been held in your hands that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you My life you have been so so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after It's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me with my life laid down and surrendered now i give you everything your goodness is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. And all my life you have been faithful. All my life, You have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of God. Cause all my life. so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I'm going to sing of the goodness. You turn turn your eyes upon him Oh soul are you weary and troubled No light in the darkness you see Just one look at the Savior is life more abundant and free so just look up your help is on the way turn turn your eyes What? to turn in the light of his glory and grace there is freedom healing filling this place in the light of his glory of his glory and grace there's revival stirring shaking this place in the light of his glory and grace there's revival stirring shaking this place Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in
1: Turn your eyes upon Jesus. It's because He is looking down to us. He is bringing the kingdom to our earth that we can look upon Jesus. That we can look upon all that He has done for us by, by coming to be a man and suffering and dying on the cross and being raised again and now sitting as our advocate and advocating for us to bring the kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, amen. Thank you, Dennis. Excellent word about the vision for River Hills. Where are we going? What are we doing? Who are we doing it for? I appreciate that clarification. There's a lot of things going on here, River Hills. You guys have access to The Pulse. Please pick up uh, you know, the little flyer handout on your way out the door. If you're online, please look up The Pulse. You'll see uh, the uh, opportunities to join us in our small groups for the Bonhoeffer study, and for the uh, Emotionally Healthy Woman study that's going on. Also, the the Possum Lodge guys continue to meet on Monday nights, and that's an open group. So if you're uh, one of the guys, give uh, Wayne White Marsh a call if you want to participate in that. We also want to thank everyone who came out for the blood drive this past week, had a big turnout, lots lots more uh, giving of ourselves uh, to the community, and uh, we appreciate your participation and assistance with that. We're going to close in prayer. Again, thank you all for coming. Thank you for, for um, choosing this vision for your lives, choosing to make a difference in this world uh, by what you do here at River Hills, by what you do everywhere that you go, by loving your, your friends, your family, and your enemies, by, by choosing to embrace people who you don't agree with as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, and that is the kingdom. That's, that's going to be heaven, right? They're all going to be there. They're so going to get used to that now. Father, we love you. We thank you for your sweet spirit. We thank you for um, the chains that fall all over the place when we turn our eyes upon Jesus. We ask that you would help us to be the church, to get it right, and to bring you glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true Here's my heart, Lord Here's my heart, Lord Here's my heart, Lord Speak what is true I am found I am yours. I am loved. I'm made pure. I have life. I can breathe. I am here. I am free. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart. my heart, Lord. Speak a word is true, because I am found. I am yours. I am loved. I make And you